All right, you bunch of yahoos, strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity, where we are here to entertain, offend, defend anybody and everybody that we care to, to rub your noses into reality, make you scratch your head, make you scratch your ass, Hopefully not at the same time. Hopefully simply to make you think. And I'm here with my co-host, the, the 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 gentleman that has had probably more viewership of of some of his crazy matches, Don the Predator Fry, and yours truly, Dapper Dan Severn here right now. So and then oh, oh Quinn just made a, a cameo just then. I just saw she she popped her head up and Quinn Don's uh his f- favorite. Uh, uh, the brains uh, and looks of the operation here. Okay, there we go. And and our special guest here this evening, we have Perard Darby, who basically, I mean, I, I'm literally we we met a little over a year ago, I think, uh, or a year or, or so ago at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, and then uh, again, I should just say that we we become to know each other more and more as. Uh, as a couple events that are coming up here, they miss uh, the, the Olympia that that's coming up here uh, next weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, uh, Ferrard, I mean, you know, decorated military again. That, that's where Don and I we love we love our military because they do what everybody else doesn't do. Okay, uh, and uh, the fact that uh, you know from from the the British military. But being a Green Beret, I mean, you, you again, you're in the elite of the elite. So I, I, I you know, I'm just honored. I, I say I, both Don and I are just honored to have you on there because Don and I are big, big backers of uh, military first person, first uh, responders in general. Because uh, one of the greatest commercials I ever saw was this this, this big old dust cloud is moving across like this big wall of, of, of just brownness and all the civilians are running away and the military is running smack dab into it. And the caption, all the caption said was, which way would you be running? <laughs> and the military, they, they, they do their job. They do their job. They, they run right into harm's way at times. And, uh, you know, I commend uh, for doing that. That's one of the things that uh, is missing from my resume is I, I always wanted to be involved in military, but, uh, I kind of went a little bit different type um, of a route. If you have had a few wars yourself in, <laughs> like, you yeah, know, you have to go on the ring, Dan. So, uh, you know, fair dues, mate. Yeah, I didn't have the balls to sign my name. Like, you know, so I, I respect you more, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Well, okay, let, let's, well, again, well, uh, Brad, we first met. Uh, back at, at the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. But then let's talk about, you want to talk about your company at first? About yeah, Tempe? I mean, sure. I mean, you know, we, we first met there at the, the Arnold Classic in the US yes. in Ohio back in uh, March this year. And, um, and I was there on the pre-launch of um, M, the, uh, the, 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 the brand. Um, that when and we very very simply, it is a a company that has um sports recovery products or re- or recovery products for muscles and joints and and really bad skin and the and the thing that's extremely different about this is it it utilizes uh, cannabidiol acid CBD, 
um, but it uses it in a way that is extremely effective because of the R&D and the research behind it. So um, I got injured um, in, in Afghan quite a few years ago and uh, and I was I, I was using it um, uh, to, to help with my recovery. And um, my my very best friend um, kind of he introduced me to it, really. Um, and that was because his his wife's mother uh, had uh, had got cancer. And uh, they're from the, the Czech Republic, from, from Eastern Europe. And she didn't want to go down the route of having uh, chemotherapy. She's just like, not interested. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so they were looking for alternative, you know, medicines. And, and cannabis kept coming up because of, they were hearing it through people with, um, you know, fibromyalgia or, or MS or really bad uh, uh, degenerative uh, diseases. And um, he basically looked into this and, and found out that, not only is 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 cannabis a wonderful plant for various reasons, there is a an element to it that could be used for recreational reasons, the, the psychoactive effect yes. you know, that people use. But there is also a really really legit side of it uh, with regards to cannabidiol acid CBD uh, because it's an anti-inflammatory, it's a natural anti-inflammatory. So he he kind of said to me, look, you know, do you, you know what do you you know do you want to get involved? And I said, well, I don't. I, you know, I was a young lieutenant at that time in the army and I didn't really know anything, but I said, I'll tell you what I'll do is, you know, let me go off and get some experience. Um, and, 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 and why don't you go and have a real look at this? And, you know, long story short, um, he, there was a lot of research that was done. And ultimately we ended up with a product that um, was very, very steeped in, 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 in science that got the regulatory compliance required to be legally registered as a CBD product in the UK and Europe. And uh, and we're the, the the first company to sell across four continents, uh, you know, uh, across the globe. Um, and uh, and the 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 feedback that we're getting from from people and and the reason why yourself that is involved is because it works yes. and, it, and it's real. And that comes down to the science because not many people know about the history. And most people we speak about CBD and they think it's an American or or a Canadian type of thing. And it's you know about 15, 20 years old. CBD was first discovered in Czechoslovakia in 1958 by Professor Jan Kabilik. Uh, and he and his team um, of scientists and, uh, uh, um, and, and uh, nutraceutical and chemists, workers, you know, they, he basically put a paper together and they took about four years, but they actually kind of quantified, this is what CBD is, you know, this is what <laughs> cannabidiol acid is. And um, about four years later in Israel, Professor Ralph Mashulam came to the same conclusion. Now we're going back to, you know, back in the 50s. So the people that have formulated and developed the products that we have are have used that 60 years of research and development. And they've got about 30 years themselves working inside this, 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 this industry. Because over in, in Eastern Europe, studying uh, cannabis is like studying horticulture or any other university subject that you would have in the UK or the US. So they are miles ahead of anyone else with regards to the R&D. So we locked in with them and you and, and ensured that we that we had a product that was, you know, started the very beginning of it was was molecular, you know, starting at the molecular level with with, you know, with robotic in vitro machine testing with a robotic arm, you know, doing throughput machine testing. Mm -hmm you know thousands of tests with human cell lines down one side and strength of cbd down the other trying to figure out you know what makes it what what do we want how we want to and ultimately you, you fast forward to where we are now we've got a, a legally registered topical product 
that penetrates the skin barrier because of our unique delivery system and is able to then interact with the body's endocannabinoid system, which is there by nature designed to absorb and use cannabinoids. And we've kind of put it all together and we've got this finished product that, you know, works amazingly at alleviating aches and strains and uh, and, and, and skin issues, et cetera. And, and that's it, you know, so we, we, we came to the US to launch um, and, uh, and, and that's where I met you at that show. And I, as soon as I saw you, I, I, I said, I absolutely need to get some of this into your hands because I knew that you were someone who kind of followed and, 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 I'm, you know, and was a believer in what potentially the power of, of, of CBD. I, I think you, it's a nice way of saying that I might have some aches and pains, although it, it is always better to give than receive as well. How I was I looked at it. It's always better to put your opponents into pain and try to get out of the, the cage and stuff like that as pain-free as possible. Now, yeah. I I understood that. Uh, Mr. Fry, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> he's probably been in more highlights than anybody else for just going out there and just going balls to the wall when it comes to, uh, you know, dishing out punishment and then showing how, well, how, how much you can never you can take. You can never well. forget the fight against, uh, what was the Japanese? Hiroshima, Ta where you... Taki, Takiyama. Yeah. Takiyama. I mean, that was... Tom, that was crazy, man. Like yeah. that was like an ice hockey fight, you know, <laughs> minus the gloves. You know? yes. Yeah, he's a he's a man. He's a he's a true man. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, the first thirty seconds of that fight, Don, was ridiculous, man. I mean, hats off to you. That was crazy, you know. That was I amazing. Yeah, I was lucky that night. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but you know, what, what like what you were talking about the, the uh, you know, on the uh, on the CBD portion because I mean I, I've been involved in industry. Um, on a couple of different levels uh, for 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 a few years here now, but a lot of it I had to be. I, I was when I was first being approached about it, I was like, you know, I, I was like, back off. I go, I, I'm not going to cross anything. I go, I had to be educated, and then the more and more I started learning about that, it's like going, well, again, this is there's a lot of great health properties that 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 are coming out of this because you know, I, me going into high school stuff, it was all about people smoking grass, getting high, you know, the hallucinatory type of aspect, uh, you know, getting bombed out of their mind and then, and then having the munchies now. Again, you've never seen me eat yet there for our, but I, I, I can put away the groceries here pretty, pretty good. Situation. You keep, your fingers, keep your fingers <laughs> away. It's, it's so, funny that you so, said that actually with regards to the munchies because so the endocannabinoid system, which is inside of all of us, the the you know when a baby uh, so the first time you would have had cannabinoids was during was from your mother's breast milk because it's naturally created so actually <clears throat> there's scientific um evidence that supports the theory around the fact that the the what you get from from utilizing cannabis as recreationally in regards to the munchies triggers the same that happens in babies when they first have their mother's breast milk for the hunger for the milk it's that same craving because it's the cannabinoids that are interacting in, or, in order to do that. So there is some semblance of, of, uh, of, of, of between the two. Um, and education is the massive part of it, as you said, because, you know, the, when I explain to people, and specifically, remember, I came from the army. So, like, it, this was a massive no-no to, to go down this yes. route. You're not getting involved with drugs. I said, well, have you ever had a cocodamol or a diclofenic or any of their heavy opioid-based painkillers? Because they're made from the poppy plant which makes heroin. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a drug addict. So yes, this comes from the hemp plant that also has 
for getting you know psychoactively high but there's also a, an element of it that's an anti-inflammatory that's really natural but that doesn't mean that you're, a, you're you're someone who smokes weed all the time so it's about that edu- and when you kind of say that to people they go oh i didn't think about it that way and then you go on to explain that you know cannabidiol acid cbd was was was, was the united nations have 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 removed that as as a narcotic from 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 their from their you know list as such and the world anti-doping association wada have removed CBD off the restricted items or restricted uh, lists. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfectly legal, uh, 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 natural ingredient. But what happens is to get that requires really, really good understanding and how to extract it and not bring yes. all the other stuff with it. And that's sometimes where you might find that people fall a little bit short of that particular goal. Um, but because of our scientific background and the people who we were dealing with and how we've got these formulations made, we use an isolate and it's therefore nothing but CBD inside it. And right. because of our delivery system, we can penetrate the skin because, you know, Dan, you've used it. You rub it in and it almost you know, straight it goes straight through and you can feel it. And that, and that, and that was always the science was the big thing. So for us, education is a really massive part of this. And it's, I'm so happy to hear you're someone who was almost kind of anti and now you're pro because what we find is once we educate people or once they actually utilize it themselves they they become our biggest advocate you know they they swap from literally left to right yeah no no, i get even some stuff that i even learned that even with uh even with trace amounts i think it's uh it's either 0.3 or 0.003 i i I forget what the right calibration was uh, to it of THC will open up additional body receptors for the endocannabinoid uh, system to where it even delivers more health properties yet. Now, again, I, I just don't THC, remember exactly. You're right. THC is actually, when utilized correctly and when utilized in conjunction, it is, is, is actually fantastic. The issue is, is it is a psychoactive yes. uh, and, and it can be, um, you know, it can be taken advantage of shall we say yeah so so whilst you know that there, there are i mean there's about 130 there's about 113 um cannabinoids inside the hemp plant that we really do understand a lot about i mean there's about 412 in total um there's thousands of different chemicals but there's about 113 that we really do know like cbd cbg cbn cbc thc etc cetera, etc cetera. um but cbd is the one that really has the that that that, that anti-inflammatory effect yeah. when utilized correctly and um and and what happens is a lot of people like to try and use a whole plant extract in it, which is absolutely fine but the problem you have with extraction is if you don't do it correctly you can pull along a lot of other the other cannabinoids yeah. and that's what can fail a compulsory drugs test it's not tested it's test it's it's being picked up for other cannabinoids that's that's why wada have only removed cbd off the list so that's why the athletes are slightly worried sometimes because they say well Okay, but you know, if I take that CBD, what if what if I test for one of the other cannabinoids? Then you do fail. So that's yeah. why we use an isolate that is that has nothing but CBD in it. But because of our delivery system, we can deliver as much of it as possible as can be done into the area. You know. Nope, I I, I totally totally get it there. Totally get there, Brad. It's uh, again, I I'm, I'm a big advocate promoter of uh, CBD because. 
it works. That's uh, again, I'm not going to. Well, again, I, I'm not going to attach my name to anything that doesn't work, and, and it uh, it works. It's uh, it, it kicks ass, <laughs> is what it yeah. does. And uh, especially there's well inside the United States, there's the the aged population, and with the aged population, a lot more folks have got that inflammation in their bodies, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis, uh, just joint pain, say that they did in their youth that uh, now they're uh, paying for in their their senior citizen moments. Oh, yeah, now. absolutely. So, Gerard, I mean, Gerard, I, what, yeah. what injury got you into it? I mean, say that again? What, what injury what injury got you into this? I, I, I've, I've had, um, so I mean, I mean, I've had injuries upon injuries, but the worst right. one, I, I've had my, I've had my left hip totally replaced I had, i've had a hip replacement so i got um when i was in my on my first tour in afghanistan uh we were in kandahar and we came under a contact and uh in, in what they used to do I, I i used to run the the big logistic um convoy patrols that were going from um camp bastion to kandahar for the for the resupplies and um they the taliban used to uh put out uh, you know barbed wire uh, that would wrap itself around the axle. They basically do anything they can to slow you down to ensure they could contact you. And and they used to put these big kind of uh, concrete blocks or, or, or things in the road, like, you know, and uh, we just hit one. We, we hit a, a concrete block type thing. It, it stopped the car. Pretty, uh, I was in a, a pins gower and I got thrown forward. Um, but they had this bar on the front of the, uh, where the commander sits in, in my position that you hold on to. But my left because um, I had my my I, I had my rifle. You stow your rifle, and then you have the, uh, the 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 mounted weapon system. But my pistol was on my right leg. I, I used to have it on my right leg. So my left leg went forward and caught the bar, and the weight of my body armor pulled forward. And I just elongated, like I just pulled the whole of my my left leg, if you know what I mean. And yeah. I recovered from it, and there wasn't any. I, I always from then had a bit of a you know. But what it did was it it just it 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 caused me uh, pain. That would never seem to go away for the years after. Now I carried on and had a great career after that. Don't get me wrong, but the but the the, the carrying on the, the heavyweight, the playing rugby, the constant exercise, it just drilled away, and I, I eventually ended up having all of the cartilage in my hip completely. Um, it, it basically removed itself. It was floating around there. So um, so I basically, you know, the army looked after me. They they sent me for a couple of operations. Um, and 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 I had an I I, I have had my ankle reconstructed because I got that uh, you know that that uh, broke during a a, a rugby game. I, I didn't realize all, all the injuries that you had there, Fred, and when uh, going through uh, what you did, and and, you, and yet you said you that you have a very active rugby schedule even now. Oh no no not I mean I can't play now because I've got a fake hip. I mean I get that broken, but I played to a pretty decent level. I was um, I played you know. Um, Kind of uh, the equivalent of well, I played for my for, for the regiment, the corps, um, and uh, and and which is like you know probably county level, state level type thing if you were in the in the US because you know in the army you you know it's it, teams and rugby teams in the army. I mean, when you get onto a rugby team or you're if you're not deploying on operations, not an exercise, and you know I, I was in a I was in a, a, a decent kind of golden age where we had the ability to go off and do that, and, and for almost well my first regiment, I pretty much. You know, did a, I played a lot of rugby, and uh, you know, I played a lot prior to. I've been playing since I was about, you know, uh, 10, 12, uh, 13, 12 years old. So, um, so I've had a good long career, and 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 with that, and uh, but yeah, I've had I've had quite a few few injuries. I mean, from rugby, I was uh, I started karate when I was six. I did martial arts till about eighteen, 
So uh, and then crying out. So so I've just I've always had that kind of active, you know, uh, background. And then the army just seemed a, a natural progression to to go into. And they're very they're sporting, aren't they? You know, it's it's just that that type of thing. Yeah. So, so when you when you talk about like uh, you know saying you you could you you've been saying it politely now you've been saying soccer all the time. Most time when you speak to someone else from uh, different countries stuff like that, you, you always refer to it as football. And see, yeah. when you talk to Americans and you say the word football, we think of about an entirely different sport with, uh, you know, a very oblong uh, ball and uh, people with fo football helmets and shoulder pads and the, ho and the whole nine yards. So it's uh, that I have to always have to correct people and to say, well, we're talking about uh, uh, football, which is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the international sport of uh, soccer is known as football as well. So Americans- That's uh, it. And I think, I think in America, actually, a lot of people are now, I mean, they always, when you talk about rugby, they're like, oh yeah, that's big. Yeah, that's crazy. Like there's no pads in that and there's nothing. Oh, there's a, there's a, no, no, rugby no, is. Hold on, like, yeah. Cause that's, cause, cause ultimately, you know, rugby is, I mean, I, I mean, I, I never really, I never played football. I, I know I never played rugby since I was like 12. So, um, and you get used to it, you know, but you know, I played my last game when I was, 38 and I was at a decent level but I knew that it was you know I think it happens to everyone in sport because you know I tackled a 21 year old 19 stone Fijian and that's not fun you know I mean I bounced off him you know and I suddenly realized that that used to like I used to be the guy that people bounced off of and now I was the one and I, I just suddenly realized you know what you know, it takes me seven days to stop aching and then you do the next one in six. So it just, it was a, it was a self-licking lollipop that never actually got any smaller. So I just went, you know, after I, 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 and actually it was, I, I realized I, um, I no longer had it in me. If you get me, you, you just, you get to that stage where you realize it's, it, there's no, you know, there's no point. Like you just hurts, get in yeah. for no reason. You know? That's a hard, that's a hard uh, thing to come to, you know? Uh, oh yeah. Knowledge. I mean, it is, and I think it's a you know, and you guys have, would have gone through the exact same thing as 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 professional sports people do from whatever your professional sport is. It's the realization that you can't do just don't have it, man, but you yeah. physically can't do what you used to, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, or even for our, even in my last probably four or five years of my MMA career, I, I probably should have retired earlier. Um, I just had a lot of promoters that simply just they simply just like they they like me they they liked how they liked how I interacted with the crowds of like that uh, before and after and uh, they did I'll say that they took care of me in the sense that they literally they would almost handpick opponents big and and, and uh, but but it was like this this uh, the the inception that you had of people out there and I go I would always say. Give me someone really big. Give me someone big, big, big biker looking type dude that's got tattoos, muscles, all that kind of stuff. And the reality is, in the promoters, I go, why, why, why would you want to do this? I go because I know what the the the, the reason the, the normal uh, perception is. Who wants to go against David going against this Goliath? But you gotta look at it. how how quickly can a big person move around a cage? They can't move all that well. How long is their cardiovascular really going to last? Really not going to last all that long. All I'm going to look, try to do is get the clinches, get the takedowns, or put them up against the cage wall. And I've nullified 90 plus percent of their capability. And I'm just commencing with the grappling ability. So to me, it was like it was being, I was trying to be strategic, stacking the deck in my favor. Um, 
you know, and, and, and knowing that I'm, I'm going to get in and out of Dodge, make everyone happy and move on with life. And that's all I really looked at it was like, I was just kind of like a, a journeyman and, you know, well, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I, tried, I tried to do the same thing, but the, 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 the stack of cards fell right on top of me. And I was like, right, that's it. Like, you know, it's like when you that. see these, uh, these famous celebrities with these big bodyguards, you know, the big, big, heavy fat dude, you know, 400, 450 pounds. He's just, you know, just the size of a barn door. And it's like, what is that guy going to do for you? You know, I mean, he can't move. He has no, won't have any lateral movement. He's not going to be able to spin around and he'll be tired within 20 seconds, you know? So, I mean, it's just. <laughs> but, but, but the, the normal person is simply just impressed by that, just that size that right. it, you got that intimidation factor working for you with the size. Well, that's, that's basically what, um, the Gracies did for the world is they changed everybody's perception, you know, of size versus uh, strategy. You know? Oh yeah, completely. I mean, you can remember when um, when uh, when Hoyce won one and two, yeah. everyone was like, "What? How's that yeah. possible?" Like, you know, yeah. and he's really a gee. How? I mean, like, you know, what's? It was it was it was crazy. In fact, one of the most um, I'll I'll always remember this because it, it's my, my 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 best friend who um who 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 I spoke about earlier. We were 16 years old and uh, UFC Fuck one you. came out. Fuck and, you. Uh, 16, 16 when UFC one came out. And ah, fuck off. <laughs> we got the video. We got the video on VHS. We'd heard about this and. You know, video, and we, we were like, you're old enough. You're old enough to rent it, or you have to send somebody in. No, 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 no. Well, I was old enough to rent it, just about. And uh, <laughs> we went and got it, and we put it. We couldn't wait. We'd heard about it. So, you know, we're talking about you know, pre-internet knowledge because there was nothing. You just you, all you did, you heard there was this, and we were like, no, this can't be real. There's no such thing as real fighting. That doesn't. No one will allow that to happen. Like you know. So anyway, you know, and I remember putting it on, and. We pressed play and we watched the beginning, et cetera, et cetera. And then you had the uh, the gut, the Savat fighter, and then you had I can't remember it was the uh, uh, the, the, the uh, sumo wrestler. So oh. that and he just and he, he comes forward, and all of a sudden then there was that he he, fe he he fell on the floor, and then he gave him that upper that kick and that uppercut, and his tooth came out. Yeah. And my best mate just screamed at me, and went, "It's real! It's <laughs> real!" <laughs> you know, like if you've never seen anything like this before, like you know. And we were hooked from then on, like, you know. You know, it's funny about that was um, one of the assistants to uh, Robert DeBerger. Robert DeBerger was the guy who um, promoted it. Fred, yeah. Produced it. And, uh, you know, one of the gals, she said that they had Disney sitting there uh, trying to trying to get them to invest in it. And they had their folder open, and the guy's tooth landed right in the folder. <laughs> Closed it up, said, that's it, we're out of here. <laughs> No, it was it was it was it was uh, it was game changing. But then you know, it, yeah. it's that's that you know it's, it's completely different now because it was uh, it you know I mean no gloves and no rules. I think no wing classes, yeah. fish hooks were allowed back then. It was just great. You know, it was it was basically a, a cage street fight. Right? That was the best way of of describing what that was now compared to to nowadays. Well, the the, the no fish hooking and eye gouging and balls. Those are more gentlemen's agreements, you know, because it happened, you know. <laughs> oh, it did happen. They're on video. You can see yeah. it. <laughs> well, the, the most the most class, classic episode of that one was Keith Hackney versus Joe San. Keith Hackney had Joe San down, and I think about six or seven straight times he punches 
Gordon uh, Joe San, right into the old gonads right there. And yeah. uh, I will say not to worry that uh, Joe San has a uh, a very lucrative career. He sings in the Norman Tabernacle Choir, <laughs> soprano. You know, he's a soprano now, though. <laughs> <laughs> You got to kind of just laugh about some of this stuff because it was, it, it was, it, they were a bunch of non athletes that started coming up with these rules. Even, even today, there are some rules that are just simply asinine. And, and one, one I'll give as example is that if, if I took, if I took you down Ferrard and, and I raised my, my hand to the ceiling and tried to bring an elbow strike down, that's what's known as 12 to six. And that is a illegal move today. But also today I could let you take me down and I, and I could just, and, 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 and I pull guard onto you and you'll stay low on my guard. And then I'll, I'll just have either one hand, one hand or both hands behind my head. And I'm just waiting for you. Cause the first thing you're going to do is, you're going to look up to see me. And the moment that I see the head start to look up, boom, I, I, I'm, I, I'll throw the elbow right on down. You can throw an elbow, what's known as from sidewall to sidewall, and it's perfectly okay. And yet if I stood up and I did the same exact motion, it's illegal. I'm thinking, what a bunch of retards. That's still 12 to 6 is 12 to 6 while I'm laying down, standing up. I, I just again, it just boggles my mind some of the rules that they go with it. But uh, it's no, knowing to understand the rules and then how to manipulate them to your benefit. And that's I was good about doing that. Well, yeah, I mean, look, that's that's there's a big difference between breaking and bending, right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, for far, let's, let's let's talk about what's what's coming up. We we've got we got Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. We do indeed. We do next indeed. weekend. Next and, weekend, and, and again, you got you got you got star power. And uh, I, I, you know, I I'm just I'm like, actually a fan waiting to meet a couple of these other gentlemen that that you're well, coming. When I, in. when I when I met you, um, so our first um the, the the first brand ambassador that I managed to get on board with was was obviously you know the, the Flex Wheeler you know the the, led, the bodybuilding legend that is Flex he's an absolutely lovely guy and I met him when we did our first Arnold show in the UK and when he got there I I I, I it took me a very long time to get into him and actually it, Flex um he's very Flex is very similar to you in regards to you know, he, he's a very genuine guy, but he does a lot for the fans. He will always wait for the last person. He will talk. He will sign. You know, he, he's mm. not into sign and move on, sign and move on. And he's genuine. And, and and I think the fans know that when those kind of people are there, because like you, they always have these massive long lines because people realize that they actually get to meet their heroes, but also chat to them, say hello, how yeah. are you? You know, that, that take, the take time with them. You bet. Yeah, exactly. So this is a, it's actually a very funny story because I um, one of the one of the security guards that worked at the show, he said, "Oh, I'm in the I'm in the uh, I'm in the uh, the hotel with the with the celebrities. I'm there with Ronnie. I'm there with uh, uh, Sly Stallone. Dol you know, Dolph. All the guys that are coming." And he said, "You know," and I said, "He goes, is there anyone?" I said, "Yeah, can you give these to to Flex? Because I knew Flex was in a lot of uh, had a lot of issues with his his leg and his his back and stuff." Anyway, he gave them to him and Fleck, you know, just throws it and, and, and 
I spoke to his manager and he's like, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll see you. He'll see you. And it was that whole, you know, everyone wants to try and get a piece of the celebrity, sure. isn't it? That's it, you know, but I just had, I kept having, kept having, and I stood in line. So I am, I'm at my own booth and I left the booth. I said to, 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 to my mate, I said, look, you look after the booth. And I stood in line and he, you could see he was looking at me. He was doing that thing of, I didn't want to catch my eye because I'd been hanging around all day trying to. So anyway, I said, look, listen, can you just give me, give me, give me two minutes. I want to talk to you. Just want to explain. I just gave him the quick kind of background story about what I was doing, et cetera, et cetera. And I gave him these and he said, okay, listen, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, and that was it. Like, you know, and I, I didn't hear anything. I, I heard nothing back from him. And I was, I was gutted guys. I really was. I was like, God, this is the one guy that I know is in, has a lot of issues. This is the one guy that I wanted to actually have this work on. And I'm like, shit. Maybe it didn't work for him. I mean, we haven't had that before, but there's always going to be someone, right? Yeah. What yep. happened was, um, he kind of kept them in. He threw, he left them in the hotel room. But he, he, there was a couple others that we had given. He he was in in the UK. The hotel bathrooms or the the the, the, the sink, the level of the sink is actually lower. European level is lower than you okay. have in the US. And when he was bending over, he basically pinged something in his back. And he was lying on the bed and they were talking about having to get him stretched out and onto the plane. It was, it was really great, you know, because he was having some 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 hospitalization required for it for a back issue and it just made it worse. And he had nothing with him. And he looked over and he said he saw these gels and he went, oh, bugger it, I'll give it a shot, you know. And he put it on. Well, and he probably thought, what what do I have to lose? He's well, probably this is like, it. what do I got to lose? Exactly. And he says... I mean, he he, he, he he tells the story better than me, but he says he was like, you know, within two minutes was like, hold on, wait a minute. No, this is not possible. This is, no, this this cannot be happening now. There's no way this is getting better or, 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 or you know, is alleviating the, 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 the issue, you know. And he then basically called me and I was had just spoken to my mate and said how gutted I was that I'd heard nothing back from Flex. And the phone rings literally within about 15 minutes. And it was this, uh, hey, Ferrari, it, it, it's Flex. And I thought it was Francis. So I said, oh, piss off, mate. You yeah. know, because I thought it was a joke. And he was, you know, and then the, you know, the phone rings back again. He goes, hello. And I'm like, oh, shit. No, this actually is like, you know. And he just said, look, this is crazy. Like, I, I've been, because Flex had, had been offered um, really big CBD deals. I mean, big, big money CBD deals. Uh, uh, you know, in his words, I think he says, so I've been offered, you know, large amounts of money. And he always said no, because it didn't work. And he wasn't going to put his name to something that didn't work because, you know, that that's it. I, it you know, I, I'm not, I'm not like that. It's not about the money. And, um, and he said to me, look, I think you've hit a home run here because I'm on some pretty heavy stuff and this is working. So you're going to have to give me a few days to just, Oh, make sure I'm not imagining it or something, you know, <laughs> and uh, and that was it. The rest was history, you know. So when we came over to the US, we were there at the at the Arnold show with Flex in the shared booth, um, like we've got this time round. And, and I didn't know you were going to be there because I always check who's on. And I remember you saying to me, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a kind of a last minute, uh, a last thing. minute. That's all it was. Yeah. Was a last minute thing. So well, exactly. And I, I, I remember walking past you, and I just kind of went, "Holy shit, that's Dan Seven. <gasps> And I suddenly was like, I, I need to get, I know the, because I, I was, you know, I, I, I know of you. And, and I, that's when I ran and got the gels and said, hey, nice to meet you, you know, take these and, and, and the rest is history. And whilst we were there, 
um, I, I managed to, 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 to meet Magnus Vermagnuson, you know, four-time world's strongest man, absolute legend in the strongman industry. Yeah. And uh, he's got a really bad knee. And I managed to get him some. Now, the way that I got in with him, you're going to love this story, Don, because Arnold turned up at the last day and he, he turns up for the strongman events and he does the, um, you know, the prize giving. And I didn't realize, but once you uh, have been, have, have held office in America, specifically as a governor, you have to continue with the um, protection or the security yeah. and the, the, you know, you still maintain it as if you would when you were. So he had this security team that was around the strongman event. And I needed to get in to the inner circle so I could give some to Arnold, give some to whoever I could get my hands on. And I, I the audience was, was sat one way in here and then you had the strong man there and, and they were at the back and I, and I looked and I noticed that the security were, were doing something. So security, you know, they change positions, don't they? Mm -hmm. Well, security guards that were changing positions were not doing uh, what's called caterpillar method, right? They changed at the same time, which left a gap. And I saw this and went straight through the gap after watching it for about five minutes. I went, that's how I'm going to get in there. So I got in and I obviously had the wrong badge. I wasn't meant to be there. I was just a normal exhibitor. So I turned my badge the other way around. And Arnold <laughs> was talking. And he was talking about, because um, one, uh, one of the guys that was there was from Ukraine. And, uh, and and Ukraine war was just all kicking off, et cetera, et cetera. And he was saying that, you know, and, he, and Arnold did an amazing thing where he said that despite the fact that the Ukrainian guy um, didn't win or came second, he was going to match the prize money so he could take it back because he was giving it, the guy was going back to fight in the Ukraine. So, and it was something like that. So there was, a, you know, there was, he mentioned, Arnold did this speech and everyone started clapping about, you know, brilliant, you know, the, the round of applause for the Ukrainian guy. And as everyone was clapping, I basically stood up and made it look like I was supposed to be there. So while everyone else is clapping, I'm like going, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, what do you do? And everyone's like looking, who's this guy? And I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. I'm him. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so no one bad an eyelid at the fact that I was there amongst all these. And I ended up managing to give a couple of gels to Arnold's kind of agent, his PA guy's assistant. But the main thing was it was, was Magnus. And I, and I gave some to Magnus. And about an hour and a half later, I was in Magnus walked up to me in his hand. He was walking past. And he walked up to me and he banged it on the table. And he went, what is this stuff? Because my because my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And, and that's how we ended up, you know, getting getting Magnus. So wow. the amazing thing about the Olympia is that we're going to have, you know, three absolute sporting legends, you know, Hall of Famers uh, uh, within their own field. And all three of them are there to because they believe in this. You know, they believe in the power of what it is that we're doing. And the Olympia are really excited because, you know, we apart from the fact that we're at Booth 969 and we've got that, but, you know, you, uh, Magnus, uh, Flex and me, we're all going to be on the main event stage um, from 12 till 1 on the Friday and Saturday for one hour. And we're just, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have, a, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about our careers, about how you got into it, CBD, take some questions from the audience, have a bit of a Q&A, maybe give some goodies out or something, just a good time. But the Olympia are really excited because, you know, if you look at what happens at the Olympia, it's bodybuilding, it's strongman and it's MMA. And, and, and we've got three of the, of the best of each of those coming to the show to, 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 to help support and promote something that Wait, I haven't, I haven't agreed yet. Life. 
I haven't you're agreed yet. John, you're coming anyway, man. That's just taken as it is, right? <laughs> it's a fantastic opportunity, I think, to, 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 to really launch hemp in the US in the way that we have done in Europe and the UK and India. And um, so, so for us, I think it, it's just, it's just brilliant. And I, and I took the, uh, the opportunity with both hands and, and the Olympia are really, really on board in, in, in supporting this. And, and it's fantastic because I think, you know, COVID I think has um, made people just consider their health and well being a bit more than they maybe previously had that, you know, that's careless of what people's thoughts are on it. It was something that everyone thought, Oh, actually, you know, and because they take it a bit more seriously, people were looking at more natural ways of alleviating anything. So, you know, that is what quite catapulted us was um, during that we actually grew massively because people were doing more exercise because they couldn't go anywhere. They were working out at home. They were So we ended up having people buying more of the gels, people that maybe didn't work out or didn't exercise as much as, uh, as they did previously, you know? Well, Don, do you think that that's the same way it happened inside the United States? What's that? The, uh... Okay, the good that okay, Farad just said a very exceptional thing about how it, how it affected the you know, the United Kingdom in a very positive way. But do you think <laughs> that this whole COVID thing made the uh, uh, Americans want to get out there and exercise more, no, no, more, think... more get out that sunshine? You saw more I mean, of a chance uh, to hide, hide and sit on her ass and gain about twenty pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong. I think there's a lot of people that, that gained a lot of weight during COVID, but you know, you've never seen so many people out walking, riding bikes, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're told that you can't do anything apart from, you know, when there's nothing to do because everything is closed and the only way you can go outside is to do some exercise, then, you know, everyone was like, oh, do you know what? I might go for a walk. I've never done that before. Yeah, you know, no, see, so, uh, I think most American kids will, 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 will sit home with their cell phone playing an app about, okay, here here I am. My, my app is running. My, my avatar is running. No, my avatar is jumping, jump, 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 jump. I mean, that, I, I, I like to say I'm making a, a mockery of what our situation, it, 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 that is what our situation is. We, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people want to come to the United States and it's, you know, it, land of opportunity. Yes, it is a, a, still a land of opportunity, but uh, what has happened and uh, <laughs> what's happened here through these last couple of years? Oh my God, it's not the country I once knew whatsoever. It well, the opportunity is uh, still there. You just got to get off your fat ass and you know, and put it to work. Give it, you know, put it to work for you. Well, yeah, I mean, like, we're coming. You know, the 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 U.S. is a for, for us is a fantastic opportunity i mean you're much more open-minded towards yeah. um cbd than 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 you you because it was a more mature market the us over over, over europe uh, and the uk i mean they're catching up but it was it, it it's more it's more mature in certain areas and and um and at the same time you know i mean one in i think you've got like one in five adults in america suffer with some kind of chronic uh inflammation or chronic pain or or chronic, you know and 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 like that's like 20 percent of the pop of the adult population and now you have in the us similar to what we have in the uk quite a high opioid um uh, Jackson, uh reliance yeah. uh, and and anything that you can provide that maybe just alleviates the dependency 
on something like that is not a bad thing. I mean, we've had injured soldiers, um, uh, uh, paratroopers who've used it, yeah. and they've they've been on fentanyl. For like, one guy I know here, uh, and he he was on uh, he used it, and he was on three fentanyl a day, and he said to me, "I'm down to two, so I'm not off of it." But I've gone from three to two because I'm using right. your gels during the I use one at nighttime, one at bedtime, but the one at lunchtime I usually have, I'm now not taking that and I was I'm using the gels. So for me, that's like a win-win, right? Because you know, okay, we're not we're not saying it's a magic wand. This is not a magic wand, but what it does is it helps you to uh, you know to get on with your day and not be in such well to reduce reduce your dependency on on, on narcotics by 30%. That's a hell of a jump, you know. Yeah, exactly, Don. I mean, that's, you know, this is it. Like, you know, it's, it's, and it's all done through a, a topical gel. You know, this is all not right. stuff that you ingest. This is stuff that you rub in. And because of the delivery system that we have that penetrates the skin barrier and gets into the receptors inside the, uh, the muscles, that's how it works so well. Yeah. I'd... Uh, I... Are there other products that your company is researching and working on right now? I mean, I know you've got you've got uh, three great products right now, but are there other things, or are you just trying to get the word out on these three products first before no, we, we, we additional? Yeah. No, we absolutely have more. We, you know, the, the 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 we've got four products that we have launched in the US and the UK. It's the hot and the ice gels, um, but you, but there's also um, a, a balm. An SOS bomb, which is for really severe dermatitis, you know, like the really bad psoriasis, eczema, that kind okay. of really bad. And again, it utilizes the same delivery system, the same research, the same technology in ensuring the, you know, that, 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 it, that it helps the cells repair, you know, because ultimately, whether it's a skin cell or whether it's a cell inside a muscle, um, it's 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 ensuring that that cell and the cells around it can 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 you know recuperate regenerate you know get better so we have a a, a bomb and then another uh, a, a gel that we have that it's it is is a is a is a it, it firms and tones the skin by removing basically cellulite it it removes excess fat tissue that is that is that is that creates cellulite so it basically that'll be a big one that'll be a big one <laughs> well Joe, that's really really big in 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 the fitness industry because everyone uses it to firm up so we basically use the same science the same tech you know that same research but we we reduce the buildup of what's called adipocyte fat tissue and and the water that is trapped between the adipocyte fat tissues we can utilize the body's lymphatic system to drain that water away from 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 the skin, and it basically is like tightening a bed sheet on a bed. You know, it tightens the skin up, and you know. So, I mean, CBD isn't you know, it's 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 a fantastic ingredient to use, but it's not the only one. You have to know how to use it in conjunction with all the other ingredients that are used inside you know uh, skincare or you know muscle and joints, etc. You can't just take you know, a generic paste or a balm or whatever and just stick CBD in it, it won't work. It'll be like a lot of the other products that are out there. Yes, it's got CBD in it as a CBD product, but it's not been, you know, it's not been created from the molecular level up. It hasn't got that. And it's about combining, you know, our, our gels use eucalyptus, it uses menthol, it uses all sorts, but it's about how they all interact at that molecular level. And then you have something that's great, you know? Yeah, because my buddy of mine, um, uh, God bless him, he passed away. Um, 
year or two ago, and uh, he he created a pharmaceutical grade G, uh, glucosamine chondroitin, so it's called GLC two thousand. You know, because he made it for his wife's horses first, so it was like at fifty five hundred. Then he reduced it for people down to two thousand. Then he reduced it to dogs for five hundred. You know, and for cats, and um, it's got he's got a faster um, patented delivery system. You know, which brings it into the into the body uh, so much five times faster than uh, regular uh, GLC. You know, and uh, glucosamine chondroitin, and it's just it works within two weeks. It's fantastic, and I think you know, well, you getting con conjunction to what you've got, I think it'd be a hell of a deal. Oh yeah, I mean, you you've hit the nail on the head there, Don, because the delivery system is absolutely critical. Um, you know, in, in the US, I know that, you know, I know that in the US of A, every, you know, bigger is better, you know, big trucks, big roads, big, you know, and we come along and we've got this, this, this gel and, you know, people look at us and they go 50 milligrams of CBD. Is that it? I can buy a gel with a thousand. And I say, yeah, but 950 of it will be wasted because you can only absorb so much through the skin, through certain cells. So think of it more as a sniper rifle and not an artillery shell. Right. You know, this, and that's that's when they say that it's because we we've had we in the very beginning there was a huge amount of education we had to do with in the US for people to realize it's not about having five hundred or a thousand. I mean, yeah, you can do, but bearing in mind that you can only absorb either through ingesting or through topically applying a certain amount, and any more than that, it just doesn't get used, and it drives the price up because ultimately. You know, CBD is expensive. Yeah. Um, so, so if all you're doing is adding loads of CBD, a lot more CBD than than is actually really needed, and then it drives the price up. So that's why people look at us and they go, "Hold on a second, now you're only using 50 milligrams. It works better than anything else on the market, and it's cheaper than anything else as well." Well, yeah, it's cheaper because we don't need to use as much of the, you know, and it, and we want to get it out there for everyone. You know, my dream in the US would be that this is available to be bought in Walmart with people who have food stamps because yeah. they're the ones who really need it. You know, yeah. you, you know, other, you know, people out there, you know, 35, 40 bucks for a gel that you use that lasts you a month. Yeah. Okay, fine. But there are people out there that can't do that. And they're the ones that probably really need it more than others. So for me, like my dream would be seeing that, I mean, I'm not, a, don't get me wrong. I'm not a philanthropist. I'm not out to save the world. You know, I do run a business, but if I can do, two things if I, if I can run a successful commercial business right. but at the same time i can alleviate a social issue then it's the best of both worlds and if you can get it into the hands of people that really need it to me that's absolutely that would be that would be the dream wouldn't it because then absolutely. it's being used by everyone and by everyone that can can afford it as well right and then you also increase the production of the whole planet you know <laughs> put them get their ass off the couch get to work you know this is it you know it's so that's it for me. You know, I went, I'm coming over in, in a week's time, you know, and, and we did our pre-launch in, in, in where I met Dan in, 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 uh, in March. We've been, um, you know, retail selling because we now uh, we, we now we sell in the US through our through our website. Um, and, you know, and, and we've we, we for me, this is like the, 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 the planting of the flag now for, for the Olympia show that we, we are here, you know, and we're here in a big way. And we've got something special. So I'm absolutely, you know, psyched to, 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 to come over and do it because, you know, for us, it's, it's an opportunity that 
it's it, it, you know you, you you get you you get you get you get one or two shots, don't you? Realistically speaking, in anything you do, whether it's in a cage, on a rugby field, or in business, you get one or two really ones that you really know this is it. You know, you to take it or not. And this for us is is it, and 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 we're we're planning on winning. Good, good. But you can do it because you know you you get the. Uh... The background from from the military to where you just don't have you know the no quit attitude and uh yeah I'm, you know what it's funny you say that i wrote the business plan based off of what i learned in sandhurst right. when i did so you know we, we learn a, a, a an estimate process called the seven questions um which we use to write any camp now you use it from everything you know as a basis for you know, attacking an, 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 an object or a, 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 a target, whether you're patrolling in vehicle or foot or whether you're writing a larger campaign, it's all based off of this, this model of these seven questions. You know, what have I been asked to do and why? How do I want to accomplish this? What resources do I need? And all these kind of... So I basically took those seven questions and I just civilianized them for business a bit. You know, I didn't call it the enemy. I called it business or whatever. But... You know, if you think about what do I want to do and why? What have I been told to do? How do I achieve that? What resources do I need? What what effects do I want to have? And all this, you know, so I, I basically wrote the business plan for the company utilizing what I had been taught in the army to, about right. how to, you know, plans. And it hasn't seen me far wrong, to be honest with you. And I, I, I so I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be forever indebted to, to the army for giving me that tool. Now, are you in the SAS or the Green Beret? No, no, no. God, no, no. And so in, in the US, you've got things a little bit different to us. So I was in uh, I, I, I was in um, the Royal Logistic Corps, which does all of the, the logistical movements for the army. But in that, you can specialize and you can go and serve with three commando brigade, which is the Green Berets, the, mm. the, the, the coveted Green Beret. Now, the Green Berets in the UK are not considered special forces. They are considered a better trained soldier, a more elite soldier. You're right. They're not part of the special forces tier group, but in the US, the Green Berries are. So I, I have this all the time when Flex introduces me to people and go, fraud special forces. I'm like, no, 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 don't say, don't say that. I'm not like, you know, I don't want those, you know, but yeah, I was part of Raw of, of, of the of the Royal Marines three commando brigade. And I went out and I and I served with those, went out on my second tour with them. And yeah, I went off, did the commando course. Got my got my green beret that actually. <laughs> cool, cool. So I have I have it uh, when I you know and and yeah I, I I did that but no I was never um I was never in the in the special forces I did try actually um but during my training that's where the hip started um playing up really badly and actually. I ended up um, being withdrawn from the course because I was injured um, when I was doing the training for it. And um, I actually, they, they, I took a year, my wife, um, my wife and I didn't have kids and I wanted to, to try out for selection for, for, for SF. So um, we put off having kids. I trained for about 10 months and then went off to, 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 to attempt it. And during the training, I got injured. And they actually said to me, look, you know, um, you asked, you, your hip is buggered. Like you, if you passed, you'd be probably medically discharged, you know? So he yeah. said, look, um, the face fits and we would have you, but the body, you know, the mind is willing, but the body's not able. Um, do you want, you know, go, go, go off and, and have some kids and enjoy your life type of thing. And I went another way in the army after that. So 
And, 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 and the thing is that when I got back, I was really gutted about it. And I said to my wife, oh, you know, I've been, uh, they've, they've turned me down and, and, you know, I've been, been injured. Uh, and she says, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go again. And, and she went, okay. And it was when she said that, I was like, oh my God, no, we're going to, we're going to go, I'm going to go a different way, have another part, a successful career, different. And we're going to go and have some kids and stuff, you know, because I just suddenly realized, you know, that she was willing to put a, put up for a second year of me, you know, putting everything off for just this. And, right. uh, and I couldn't do it like, you know, so I went, I went a different way, went back to more mainstream stuff and, you know, had a great career and enjoyed it. But, you know, I came, I came to a very, uh, a junction in my life about 18 months ago where I couldn't stay any longer. I, I, I started the company. I was doing, you know, working 18 hour days, being a, a you know, a, a squadron commander, looking after my troops and doing this in the evenings and the weekends. And it got to the stage where I couldn't, I, I, I had to give a hundred percent to one thing or the other because they were, because it wasn't fair on the military. Cause I'm still paid to be, you know, to, to do that job. And at the same time, I had no family life or home life because I was doing this. So I walked away from promotion. I walked away from my full pension and uh, yes, yeah, so that, that was a fraud. If I could just stop right there, because yeah. the, 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 I mean, I, I was, I, I have had a chance to speak to fraud a couple other times. How far along were you in your military career? Was it seventeen years, eighteen years? Something? Uh, seventeen years, and I was a major. Uh, and and the next step was lieutenant colonel promotion, and then I would have had my full pension if I finished my. I mean, Don, you, you know, most people here in America, I mean, you hit that 20 year mark. I mean, you're set for life in there. Yeah. And just for, for him to, for Farad, for you to walk away from that at that point in time, I'm thinking, wow, that was, uh, you, you walked away awesome. from a lot of it's stuff awesome. there. I mean, you yeah. did it for all the right reasons, but I mean, it's, uh, uh, it, it, that yeah, was a lot. I look back now, and obviously it was the right decision, but there were times when, you know, I was like, uh, how am I going to pay the mortgage this month? You know, it's and I, I got second jobs and and all sorts. And I was trying to, you know, you just you know what it's like. It's that that meant that diehard mentality of I am not going to lose this. Like, I'm not going to be beaten. This is this is going to work. There is no plan B. Right. There is no plan B. The plan, any time spent on plan B is time not spent on plan A. Right. So there was no there was no safety net. You know, this was it. And, um, you know, it, it, but I, you know, it's no different to anyone when you set yourself a goal, because if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. So yeah. so so that's it. You know, and uh, I look back now and just think what it, it was the right thing to do. But don't get me wrong. Geez, there were times when I was like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, this is this is getting close here, you know, but, you know, head down and, and crack on, you know. Yeah, a very dear friend of mine, guy named uh, Brian Pope. He was 21 years old, and he was a ranger, and his chute didn't open, you know, splat, and mm -hmm. uh, broke his back several places, and his neck, and um, and so they said, you know, thanks a lot for coming, you know, <laughs> go play again somewhere else, and so he ended up, he had to get out, forced to get out, and he got into the insurance business, and now he's a multimillionaire. You know, I mean, because he just had that that attitude, that mentality, and he got after it. And uh, you know, he wanted he he wanted to do more. You know, physically and mentally improve himself in life. But he did prove himself in life by being successful. You know, as a businessman. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
it, it, the opportunities are really there. When I, I decided in 2015 that I wanted to leave in 2020. So I gave myself five years to go off in, and get my master's in business administration, to go off and get, you know, uh, affiliated and experience uh, so I could have professional bodies, you know, back what I was doing with, with affiliation. I got jobs in the army around um, contract management, procurement, you know, business. So I got as much, I did job the last five years in the army. I, I did as much as I could to set myself up with the know-how that when I left, I'd have a little idea of what to do in the commercial yes. world. Yeah, actual practical application of what, yeah, exactly. what you might I mean, be doing. Yes, as much as you can do in the army, it is still the army, you know. But but at the headquarters level, the army, any army, is run like a company, like you know, a FTSE one hundred or a Nasdaq company. You know, it's because it's it's about you know you've got a budget, you've got business. And yeah, we call them generals, but they're basically directors, you know. Of, of so it is like a large you know multinational company at that that kind of top end level. So I got as much you know, knowledge, background and different jobs as I could to set myself up to to leave and, and, and do that. But I think, you know, success in business, you, you, you've got to have, you've got to have the right attitude. You've got to have a, a plan. You've got to be able to adapt to it. You've got to have luck. You've got to also have help. Like, I genuinely believe that there's no such thing as self-made. There isn't, you know, you, you there's, there's, there's people that are going to be invested in you, that are going to help you, that want you to do well for whatever their reasons are, but you you need that. And anyone that goes on about, oh, I did this all myself, at some point, go back and have a look. And I'm pretty sure there'll be yeah. someone there that has helped you, you know? And whether it's family, friends, or or, or business associates, you need to have that. And you, you can't forget that. You can't get so big or whatever that, you know, you, you forget those that helped you get there because, you know, no doubt that no one stays at the top forever. And those that yeah. pissed off on the way up, we'll, we'll see you on the way down. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Well, that, that's what I say. Better, better be kind to those that 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 you pass along the way because you don't know who's who's but you might be kissing on the way back down. <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. You know? So, and no one, no, no one plans to 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 not be at the top, do you? You know. So it's uh, so I think as long as you kind of keep that in in you know in in your head, you you do well and. And I think, Dan, like, that's, you know, I'd say that's probably the reason why we're sitting here doing this now. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a similarity between us and we got on so well. We spoke, we've got similar kind of backgrounds in, in regards to the, the attitude and what we've done, et cetera. And, and I, and I think that it, you know, that if you truly believe in something and um, it's infectious, you know, yes. uh, and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, if you have something that you use um, and it works, you want to spread the word about that. That's it, isn't it? Um, and it's yeah, got you to want to help others. I mean, it's uh, it's something that it, the more people that you can help, and uh, that that's that that's a great thing because there there are a lot of people that are simply out there they're hurting, oh. and you know, most time when they go to their doctor or something like this, they're just going to simply just prescribe, just like you said before, some type of an opioid type of a painkiller that. Uh, you know, you you end up becoming addicted to the painkillers, and it just becomes like a vicious cycle that uh, doesn't really help you overall in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I'm not anti-pharma. Um, you know, we are like, you know, a lot a lot of you you'll find a lot of natural products will be like, oh no, no, use this instead of. What we're saying is use it instead of, or as well as, like you know, if you've broken your leg, snap yeah. your bone. 
rubbing some gel on is not going to, you know, what it can do though, is it can facilitate and help the recovery in when you, when you want it, when you don't need, shouldn't be on those, those heavier things like, you know, and, and, and at the same time, I think people get prescribed stuff now for things that you don't, you know, you, you know, for, for, for a pull in the back or a muscle ache, like that's not something you want to be popping a heavy opioid for. Yeah, no, I, I, I still think no. Yeah, here in the United States, so they they tend to push pills too quickly, and they they push too many of them. It's it's always like, take this tablet. Okay, you've got a headache. Take this tablet. It'll take care of your headache, but but it might cause nausea, blurred vision, diarrhea. But no problem. We've got two or three more pills you can take, and we'll take care of that nausea. We'll take care of the blur. It's a. Uh, I'll say it's actually funny you say that. Because when I came to the US the last time, I was staying in, I was in my hotel in uh, for the Arnold and I put the television on and there was an advert and I recorded it because I couldn't believe what I'd heard. I thought it was, <laughs> we don't get this. See, in the UK, we don't have disclaimers that have to come out. So you, there's no kind of like, if you use this, 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 and this will happen, that that doesn't happen. So I wasn't aware of it. And there was something that came on and half the length of the advert was disclaimers against what you might get if yes. you took this particular, you know, whatever Drug. it was. Yes. I never, I'd never seen that before. I was roaring, laughing, going, "What? Why would you take that?" Yeah. Gonna, you know, I'm okay. I've never seen it before. You know. Yeah, a lot of times you're, I, I'm okay with just my one problem right now. I don't need these three or four yeah. or more yeah, problems. Yeah, exactly. oh, I'll stick with the headache. You keep the anal CV. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll save the headache. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, look, you know we. If, 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 if I, like Don, what we spoke about earlier with regards to if you can reduce someone's dependency by 30%, yeah. then you then have to win, right? You know, you, yeah. you've gone from, you know, someone who's on three a day down to two or one, whatever, or, you know, you, you know, use this at a certain time and take the pill at the other. So it's just, it's, it's an alternative that is there for, for people to give it a shot. And, you know, I think that we've got so many people who are over the age of 50. The, the, I mean, a, the, a massive amount of our of our of our of the people that use our our products, specifically the hot and the ice gels, are over the age of our senior citizens as such. And you know, we get written. We have letters that come into the office. We have emails. You know, if you go onto our website and just look at the testimonials, these are people who video themselves or or do these and just to say, look, you know, I can't believe this. You know. And that's really powerful to, oh. to hear that, knowing that you haven't paid a marketing company to come up with it. This is right. real people giving real feedback. Yeah, saves you a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and it sounds genuine because it is genuine. So, you know, yeah. it goes a lot farther. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and natural, Don. I mean, you know, natural, that's the most important thing. No, No pesticides, no heavy metals, no petroleum, no parabens, no, you know, it, it, it is natural. And and that that's the great thing about it, you know? Yeah. How, how long does it last for? Do you have different levels? Is that, is that no, how no, so, it, so, I mean, obviously body. everyone's always a bit different, but between yeah. four and six hours is what we hear back from people that, uh, the the, the 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 length of relief they get once they apply it yeah yeah between four and six hours is that the pill or the topical gel or all, all topical everything is topical okay. nothing's ingested yeah all okay. topical okay yeah 
Broad, is there any kind of a, a, a website or uh, or if you want to direct people here too, if they want to find out more information about yeah, your, absolutely. The, the uh, yeah, uh, our web our website is uh, www.hemphelps.com. So hemphelps.com, and our Instagram is uh, our, our our handle is is hemphelps again. So on on Instagram, and uh, you know basically. We look forward to seeing everyone. We're we're going to be at the Olympia uh, in Vegas. Is there, is there a booth? Is there a booth number that you can? There is indeed. Nine six nine. Nine six nine. Would you be in attendance? Ever come on? Even uh, remember that. Jeez, yeah, right. but, uh, but booth nine six nine at the Olympia in Vegas. You uh, you know, Dan the B seven is going to be there. You know, uh, Flex Wheeler, Magnus for Magnuson. We're going to be. We're going to be selling the gels. We're going to be talking to people. You're going to be able to meet your heroes, uh, of which one of them I'm talking to now. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. And yeah, absolutely. Hemphelps.com. Hemphelps on Instagram. Follow us. And, uh, you know, we will continue to uh, to grow as we as we have uh, uh, will in a, week, a week's time, you know, uh, land in America. Yeah, I don't know no, about not. Magnus uh, Magnuson, but um, I'd be interested in uh, taking a chair over there and seeing which if it's Severn or Flex Wheeler who talks the leg off the chair first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I've never met Flex myself. I mean, I, I know who he is, but uh, have you met Flex before, Don? I spoke to him one time on the um, internet. Um, let's see who. Who do we do that with? Are, are, are you are you trying to it was, are you trying to insinuate that Flex has the gift of gab? Yes, almost like you. So I, <laughs> I think I why was, do you think I have the both of them? I need this. <laughs> Holy balls! That's, that's, okay, see now now it makes sense here, Dodsey, because Brad was saying that he goes, well, we need to kind of stagger. You guys, it appears like we need to have Magnus come in at, at these couple hour time. We need to have Flex at these couple hour time. And then you had another couple hour time. It, it, it sounds like if we have Flex and myself there at the same time, there may not be enough oxygen oh, in the it room. When we have, I mean, you know, I, I've spoken to Olympia and we, we're going to just sort out the security as well because having one person that people look up to, but then having three from three, like the booth is going to be absolutely round. We know that because people are going to have the opportunity, you know, so it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great, uh, great show. I can't wait for it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's going to be fantastic. And um, I can't wait to meet up again with you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Well, looking forward to this. I mean, Mr. Fry, you got any more, I mean, I'm trying to wrap this up right now because I know it's quite late. Yeah, where Farad is right now, it's probably going on. I've got to get up in four hours, give my kids breakfast and drop them to school. I oh, know, so. Where are you at, partner? Uh, in the, uh, Down south of England. Oh, balls. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There's, oh, thank there's, you. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around, man. Staying up. No I think you had to dump a little caffeine in them to keep, keep them up there a little later. Are you in the Say that again. Are you in Wales? No, no, England. England. Okay. Yeah, yeah, south of England, just uh, on the on the south coast. So that's where uh, that's where and that's where the the company headquarters is as well in, in Dorset. So uh, yeah. so it, it, which which is which is you know it's, it's good, it's fantastic, absolutely love it. And you know, thank you very much for 
having me on. I really enjoyed it, you know. And apologies if I gobbed off a lot. I get on my pedestal when I talk about CBD or whatever, and I just go on and on. So I'm sure no. edit it down, you know. <laughs> Parad, education is the key. I mean, the more that people understand it, and that, that's why I said I, I was very standoffish when I was first being approached, but the more that I became educated about it, I'm thinking, okay, we're talking two different things as, as different as night and day from, you know, the recreational side of CBD versus, you know, CBD for the, for the medical side. But even then learning just a little bit of trace amounts of THC opens up additional body receptors. I'm thinking, well, there's, there's room for that as well. So again, knowledge is power and it just proves it once again. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, once again, thanks, thanks very much. I, Dan, I, I, I think we, we, you know, this is going to be fantastic. I really look forward to, uh, to next week at, at the Olympia and, uh, and, 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 and Don, I hope to, to meet you, meet you too, mate. Me too, sir. Me too. Look forward. Okay. There. okay. All yeah. right. So basically in wrap up mode, this concludes another episode of Toxic Masculinity. If we happen to have offended someone just a little bit, well, it is called Toxic Masculinity. Put your man pants on and, uh, you know, dry your eyes, you little crybaby. We're not here to coddle anyone. We're here to make, uh, we identify as being men, being men. That's all we are. That's it. Man. Signing off. Yeah. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share, or I'm going to come to your house.